This is episode 42 of The Travel Podcast. Welcome to a very special edition of The Travel Podcast, because today I think we're going to have the most exciting travel podcast we have produced to date, because we have seven of us joining us to talk about a very hot topic right now, and that is the Canary Islands, one of my favorite destinations in the whole world. As you know, we like to bring you all the latest information here at The Travel Podcast and share with you all the latest inside information about traveling the world. And of course, if you're in the UK, you'll know that now we can travel off to the Canary Islands without having to quarantine on the way or on the way back, which is absolutely fantastic. And that's really good because every single year, about 5 million of us Brits head off to the Canaries for a lovely bit of sunshine. And now we can head back and do it all again. So we're joined by uh, Lisa, Lucy, Sue, Liam and Jilly, as well as Jules and myself, uh, to talk about the Canaries. And each of us is going to pick a different island and tell you why you should be going there. And at the end of it, I'll decide which one we should all be going to. Not that I'm biased. Um, so um, thank you all for joining us today. And um, we're going to start straight off by heading off to uh, one of my favorites of the Canary Islands. Uh, we're going to talk to Liam. So hi, Liam. Hi, Steve. And so, Liam, no pressure, but we want you to tell us why we should be heading off to Lanzarote. If you've never been there before, why should you think of this being the number one place to go to if you're heading off to the Canaries? Well, I think if you're into your sport, certainly your windsurfing, um, cyclists and triathletes, it's a fantastic place to visit. It's also fantastic for the families. It's not a very big island, so it's really easy to get around. You can hire a car and be from the top to the bottom in less than an hour. Um, it's great for the, the wind sports because it's got wind, but it's summer and sun 300 days of the year. So it's a fantastic place to go. They're all really, really friendly. Um, we were there in end of July and couldn't have had a better experience. Um, great food, great sun and lots to do. Brilliant. So whereabouts did you stay when you were there in uh, July? Um, we were staying at the um, Costa Tegris, so just about 30 minutes um, away from the airport, um, up on the uh, middle eastern side of the island. Amazing. And you were there just before they actually changed the rules and uh, stopped people going, weren't you? Uh, yeah, we flew out on the Friday. They decided to change the rules. So, uh, yeah, we, we had a week to get ready for it. Fantastic. Well, Costa de Guise is one of my favorite parts of um, Lanzarote. I have to say, um, holds a, a lot uh, of, a lot of great memories for me. It was my first ever destination I went on a plane to. And uh, I flew out on a Monday and there was only six of us on the entire plane. That was my first experience of flying. And I assumed that's what flying was going to be like for the rest of my life. Well, actually, Turns out it's not, it, not actually the case. It was also my um, eight-year-old's first time ever in a plane. So there is some form of a similarity there. <laughs> so, uh, any of you others ever been to Lanzarote? Yes, been a few. Brilliant. Sue, so what was your experience of Lanzarote like? Yeah, I loved it. There's a lot to do there. Um, I like the landscape. It's very almost like, like a moonscape, really, they say. And the um, going up the volcanoes around the TMM Fire Park. And also, we were in Playa Blanca, and the little marina there is lovely. Just nice to go and sit in in the evening, try out a few of the drinks. I've got a, a vague memory, Sue. So you might have been there at a bar at the same time as me. Quite possibly, yes. <laughs> I believe we may have drunk that bar dry of gin. Oh, I don't know about gin, but definitely the toffee rum. Yes, I've been to Tenerife many a time. Um, love the Rubicon Palace. It's one of my favourites. Uh, very good gin and tonics there, and they're on the all-inclusive, so that isn't bad at all. I love the coastal path. 
um, which is just super lovely to walk along. Or if you're feeling energetic, then you can um, jog along or cycle along. And it's great for families as well. It's very accessible. And that's in Playa Blanca. So I think that's where Susan was as well. But yeah, highly recommend it. And some lovely beaches as well. Flamingo Beach, which is a bit further along, is just stunning. And Lisa, you've been as well? I have indeed. Um, one place that um, was absolutely amazing that my children really loved was the Rancho Texas Park. Um, so highly recommend that um, for families. There's um, some amazing animals that you can see. And if you bring your swimwear as well, there's also water slides and things like that um, to keep the children happy and cool off and some really good fun shows. So that's definitely a high point for us. And I think you'll find the obligatory camel as well. Oh, yes. Everyone does the camel ride. <laughs> So you mentioned the uh, lunar landscape. That is one of the uh, big things about Lanzarote and the um, the fact it is very volcanic. The uh, volcano um, spewed lava all across the island at one point many years ago, and uh, it is literally driving through lava fields, very lunar landscape. They actually, I believe, tested the lunar landings uh, modules there before uh, they actually sent them to the moon. Interesting. So I'm full of interesting facts about Lanzarote. So, okay, so that's Lanzarote for starters. And oh, actually, I'll just say, Jilly, I've actually walked that path that you mentioned all the way from Costa de Guise all the way down to Playa Blanca. Um, um, the problem is there are quite a few bars along the way. Uh, it is very family orientated, I have to say, but um, you do have to stop for, for water every now and again. Sounds perfect. <laughs> so there we go that's Lanzarote a fantastic place to start it's about four hours on a plane from the UK if you haven't been before and quite a few airlines and operators will travel there next up Sue Gran Canaria why should we be going there well Gran Canaria is really good for um, families and or couples or maybe even for a group of friends that perhaps don't want an island that's quite as party-ish as say Tenerife um, it's got really lovely beaches. It's got about 80 beaches around the island, of which most of them are um, the golden sand rather than the black um, beaches that you get on some of the other islands. Um, it's quite a small island, a bit like Lanzarote, so it's easy to get around. We hired a car, did a little tour of the island. There's some lovely little villages you can stop at. I particularly liked um, a place called Arucas, which I've got a la really large Gothic church in a um, square with lots of little cobbled streets around where you can sit and take lunch. And that's a really, really beautiful place. Um, it's also got the, the desert landscape. It's got an area of Maspalomas and dunes with all the sand dunes. Um, they test, um, I think they test moon buggies on that one as well. And um, that's the uh, place for a camel ride if you haven't tried a camel ride and you want to. Um, so yeah, it's, there's something for everyone really when you when you go there. Fantastic. So, anyone else been to Gran Canaria? Lisa, oh, you've done all these islands. <laughs> I have indeed. Um, I'm a massive fan of Gran Canaria as well. It's really lovely. Um, we went um, a few times. Uh, Played Ingalls is like a really lively area. So when I was um, in my younger days of um, being more looking for somewhere of a livelier location, then that's been fantastic. Um, and it's really um, the sand dunes in Maspalomas are a must do. And yeah, the camel ride was that was where actually I did my first camel ride. <laughs> um, Amazing stuff. I have done Gran Canaria. It was my first ever time doing a Jeep safari anywhere. Uh, amazing fun. And 
and it was actually, I think, once or twice a year, um, the winds come across from uh, Africa, and it's like literally someone blowing a hairdryer in your face. And I remember doing the Jeep Safari, sticking my head out of the Jeep Safari uh, Jeep to try and cool down, and it's actually hotter outside the Jeep. It was that hot. Uh, but amazing experience. Yeah, we did, uh, when we hired the car, We, you can only drive around the island so far until you get to where the um, sand dunes and that are. Um, and then we came back across the um, top of the island through the mountains, and the scenery is just spectacular. It really is. Just try and paint a picture, Sue, of, you say sand dunes. Now, I'm from Dorset. We have sand dunes at Studland, but it's not quite <laughs> the same, is it? No, there's, there's miles of sand dunes. Just goes seems to go on and on and on. I mean, Maspalomas is one of the longest beaches on the island, and it's a it's a um, nature reserve area as well. So it's more like a scene out of the Sahara Desert, really, isn't it? Oh yes, most definitely. So amazing landscape. Now, Lisa or Sue, you might correct me if I'm wrong. For some reason, in my head, I always t- tend to picture Gran Canaria as being the more family orientated island. Don't know why. There's it loads for families. Yeah. Yeah, it is very family orientated. And one of the places I didn't get to, but um, I know people who've been, is the Sioux City Park, which was originally built, I believe, as a movie set um, and then um, transformed into a theme park. So um, you've got cowboys there doing gunfights and jewels and horseback riding and everything. So it's a great day out for the kids. Yeah, I did I did do that. That was lots of fun. Um, also, what's really nice is um, the boat trips as well around the islands, a really nice thing to do. If you go from um, Puerto Rico, you can take a boat trip over to Puerto de Mogan, which is kind of like described as like a little Venice. So that's really um, unexpected that you didn't find that there. And that's really lovely as well. Brilliant. Okay, so next up, we're going to head across the water to Fortaventura for Lisa, your favourite, apparently. It is my favourite. I used to um, live out here as well, so um, 18 years ago, which is uh, quite scary to when I was adding back how long ago it was. Um, I used to be a holiday rep um, with First Choice Holidays, and um, I used to live in Coletta de Fusta, which is um, a resort that's only maybe like 10, 15 minutes from the airport, so it's really ideal for families after the flight, just wanting like a short transfer. There's also a man-made um, beach there so it makes it is you know it's really safe for children um for um swimming in the sea but the beaches hands down i think having been to all the canary islands if you love beaches and long stretches of golden sands and turquoise seas then Fortaventura has to be the winner um from that side of things up in the north of the island um you've got the sand dunes in coraletto um they're um really spectacular and then down in the south um sort of in handia and costa Calma is absolutely the best beach. It's just amazing. Um, it's uh, the second largest of the Canary Islands. Um, Coraleco would be like the liveliest, but it's not lively by any means of lively, just that there's a, a few more bars there maybe than some of the others. So it's really ideal for families, those of you people that are looking for um, a relaxing kind of holiday with just beautiful beaches. Um, it's really great. And there's a fantastic um, zoo. So I mentioned about my children. So we went um, last Christmas, uh, just before Christmas, actually, we always try and do a winter sun holiday. And we went to Fortaventura and Oasis Park is absolutely, if you've not been to Fortaventura and you go, 
then that's an absolute must. It's a really fantastic zoo and the views there are just spectacular. It's really, really great. Brilliant. So, Jules, you've also been to Fuerteventura, haven't you? Yes, I have. I've got great memories of Fuerteventura. Um, I went with my family when I was a bit younger and I particularly remember rolling down those incredible sand dunes that everyone has mentioned. And also, uh, we did visit some other kinds of beaches, which I'd like to mention. Uh, Sotavanto and Malnombre, which are very famous naturist beaches in Fuerteventura. And if you want that feeling of freedom, there's nowhere else I would recommend. So, yep, definitely would go there. Obviously, you might need a little bum bag to put your um, extra bits in. Pockets, obviously, you do not have. Um, but, yeah, it's an incredible feeling. I would definitely recommend it. I don't know how to follow that, Jules. <laughs> and also climbing up an incredibly large mountain to see some chipmunks. Chipmunks and naturism. Interesting combination. I don't, wouldn't recommend the climb naked with the chipmunks <laughs> they have actually taken over i was reading earlier and they're actually regarded as a bit of a pest so they're calling them squirrels but they are super cute and uh, they're worth the hike so uh, yeah they're my memories of Fuerteventura at times and it's funny you should mention jules about the um the nature speech i didn't realize that um the beach um, was that way and my boys um, they were just kind of <laughs> quite stunned um, with what they saw but educational too <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely but no it's great Jilly you have you been to Portsmouth well I have but for a very short period of time we got the car ferry from Lanzarote Oh, excuse me, just on a day trip. So we hired a car, we had a Jeep, and we took it over and then had like a little whiz around. It was a really lovely day out. I have to say, I did the same, except not, I didn't take the car. I just went over as a foot passenger. Great boat journey anyway. Nice to get out. But um, went over and I did some surfing on the other side when I got to Fortaventura. Uh, and it was a great experience. Now, from what both uh, Jules and Lisa have said, it sounds to me very much like Fortaventura is a much more beachy uh, of the of the islands. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's all about the beaches, I think. Beaches, windsurfing. They have a fantastic kite festival there as well um, every year as well. And that's really impressive. So even if you um, aren't taking part, just to kind of see that is um, a big Wow. Now, I know I've only been to sort of one small part of Fortaventura, but looking at photos and hearing what you're saying there, Lisa, is it fair to say that Fortaventura is probably the uh, least populated, uh, more spread out, it's got fewer resorts, fewer hotels than some of the other um, Canary Islands? Yeah, it's definitely very quiet. Um, you're not going to sort of find big packed beaches. Um, there's plenty of um, space. So great at the moment from a social distancing point of view on the beaches as well. Fantastic. Okay, so next up, our last of the islands we're going to be talking about today, Tenerife, uh, possibly one of the, the best known of the islands. Um, Jilly, so why should we be going to Tenerife? Well, Tenerife has um, its touristic history going back to the 1880s, so, uh, and that's visitors from the UK, so we've been going a long time. Uh, it's very much a difference between the north and the south. Um, in the north, we've got Puerto de la Cruz, which would have been that original tourist destination, um, but it's characterized by its black sand beaches. So I think really from the 1980s, 1990s, the south has become
become much more popular. And you may know the names of Los Cristianos and Player de las Americas, which are, are certainly very, very lively. They're also pretty close to a deji as well. You can just walk along, which personally I prefer. I would argue it's probably slightly more upmarket, but you know that is a personal thing. But they're certainly uh, fun to be had in Player de las Americas if you like a night out. Um, the beaches are just stunning because they're, they're white um, sand rather than the black of um, of the north. Um, looking at the north, my favourite hotel there is the Hotel Botanic and Oriental Spa. Um, it's probably the only hotel I've ever been to that's got a 25,000 metre square botanical garden. Now, if you stay in the hotel, obviously you've got free access to it, but for non-residents, you can visit. It's just a, just a small um, fee, so I highly recommend that you do that. Also, perhaps people wouldn't realise that the north is lovely for hiking because you've got mountain ranges, sort of abundance of vegetation, and this is so very different from the arid and flat nature of, of the south. Um, arguably, the south is a bit warmer. It's not necessarily the case, but obviously, if you're in the mountains and you've got that mist, and it does feel that way. So for that sunshine break, then definitely the south is the place to be. And perhaps what I should have said is that Tenerife is the largest of all of the Canary Islands, and arguably it has the best weather. I know perhaps it competes with Gran Canaria for that, but it's the furthest south. So, you know, that perfect destination for the winter sun. Hot recommendation for visits as well is definitely Mount Tady, um, as this is a volcanic island and it's dominated, you know, by the volcano. It is dormant. Um, but you still see them uh, putting sort of cold water into a hole in the ground and it's firing up all hot. So it's certainly somewhere active underneath. But just a tip, if you're going to go, um, there is a cable car, which is fantastic to do. Um, and if you're driving there, there is, there's a car park. It's got about 220 places at that lower station, but it gets very busy. Um, so make sure you arrive in good time because I've seen people miss their slot on the cable car uh, because they've realized they've probably got a park uh, much further away than they thought. But definitely worth doing for those stunning views of the island. But do take a, do take a jumper because it can get chilly up there. The last time we were in Tenerife is just under a year ago. We were there last December. We were in the south, had an absolutely beautiful time. And one thing I was really shocked about is just how lovely the Christmas decorations were in the hotels and in the resorts. So, yeah, a great island and definitely something for sun worshippers and also for the more energetic. Or why not do a twin centre, one in the north and one in the south? Amazing. Great idea. Now, Lucy, you've also um, said that Tenerife is your favourite of the islands. What makes it so great for you? Uh, well, anywhere that's sunny and warm 12 months of the year is <laughs> good for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I just love that it's a winter sun destination. There's great weather all year round. Um, I have a bit of a soft spot for it because it was my first holiday with my new baby, which is always very daunting. Like normally I'm a very confident traveler, but I wanted to go somewhere that I knew was going to be hassle free and family friendly. So we booked uh, a family package and they just took really good care of us and I think Tenerife caters very well for families and young kids uh, we stayed in the Costa Deje when there's a lovely choice of hotels there um, and you're near to Siam Park which is the fantastic water park 
obviously we didn't go there with a six month old, but um, we did do a day trip to Loro Park, which is the fantastic zoo in the north of the island. Um, and that was brilliant. So I just have happy memories of it. Um, we stayed in a lovely resort. Uh, they took really good care of us. Um, I think I think it's a great island and has a lot to offer for everyone. Lucy, you definitely missed out if you didn't go to the water park. It was great fun. Uh, a little bit hair-raising, but great fun. Yeah, absolutely. That water park's amazing. There's also a lot of fantastic scuba diving around the south of Tenerife, which is unusual for some of the, the um, Canaries. And a lot of the um, the islands are really good for scuba diving. Lanzarote, for example, has the underwater museum, which you can actually go in. Um, they've got sunken treasures, if you like, uh, because diving is so popular out there that they've created an underwater museum, which is fascinating. So a really good addition to the water sports. Um, Tenerife, though, I mean, I remember Tenerife from probably 20 years ago. Um, Players of Las Americas probably had a bit of a bad rap back then. Um, it's so different these days, isn't it? It is different, but it's still pretty lively. But the thing is, if you stay um, in a decky, which is a bit more kind of low key, it's so easy just to walk in and see what's happening. You know, just go along the you know waterfront and then sort of dive into a bar. We enjoyed that because we kind of you know had all the relaxation of where we were, and then kind of went in there for you know a bit more high octane and sort of cocktails and such. And it was good fun. Um, yes, you're right; it's not the destination of 20 years ago, um, but it's still pretty lively. And lively is good. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, I think Tenerife is. <laughs> great because it is um it does have something for everybody doesn't it you can dip in dip out of the bits you you want to see okay now jules i don't know if you're going to know the answer to this because i'm putting you on the spot but if someone's looking to go to the canaries can you name some of the best operators uh, to book a holiday with yeah, sure, Steve. There's loads of great operators that you can use for this. Um, so EasyJet Holidays, I saw some fantastic offers with them. Jet2 Holidays, uh, TUI and Classic Packages, they're always my go-to. But I would thoroughly recommend at the minute with everything as it is and the special forms perhaps that you have to fill in and the protocols that you have to follow, I would definitely recommend using um, a travel agent and finding your local one and just building a relationship with them. They have such a wealth of knowledge, like these guys on here today, all travel experts, um, and they will definitely make the booking process as fun as the holiday itself. And of course, we're not biased, but by travel agent, we mean travel consultant, your personal travel consultant, someone who might work from home uh, and can answer all your questions and give you that confidence about booking your next trip. Yeah, and lots of the time they've been themselves. So you're going to get those little hidden gems and those little little bits of uh, nuggets of information that you won't get from the generic websites. Brilliant. Thanks, Jules. No problem. And the great thing at the moment is because um, there's no longer the quarantine uh, rules in place, that, so there's a safe corridor, travel corridor between uh, the UK and the um, Canary Islands, it means you don't have to um, be tested or um you don't have to quarantine on arrival or, or on return. And now in resorts, I know um, they are quite strict on the need to wear face masks, which is brilliant because it does make you feel nice and safe and secure. Um, possibly stricter than the UK, which is good because what they want to do is make sure that the uh, we can keep traveling. So they want to keep the uh, infection rates down, which is great. So it does mean things like you have to keep your mask on right up until the point you find your spot on the beach. Then you can take your mask off. Lucy. Um, hi, yes. I'm just 
Uh, just to support what you were saying, it's a slightly different destination, but it's still Spain. I was in Ibiza in September and um, I just felt so safe. And they're taking all the necessary precautions. You do have to wear a mask everywhere, uh, out and about, but it, it's no bother. Um, and the people are so welcoming. And I, all I would say to anyone who's considering booking a holiday is go because it's safe. They'll take good care of you. And it's really nice to have some sunshine. <laughs> So, yeah, we we were in um, Gran Canaria in August, and I'd agree with Lucy. It's you know the Canaries are very safe. You didn't have any problems. weren't worried at all about catching anything. If anything, you felt a bit more worried over in the back in the UK once you're home. Lisa. I was just going to support that as well. We were supposed to go to um, Grand Canaria in the summer, but unfortunately the tra- travel ban meant we couldn't. So we switched to go to Crete and we had a really positive experience as well, um, both in the airport, the aeroplanes, um, everywhere was spotlessly clean. Um, we were self-catering. We went out for lunches and dinners every day and we felt fine. And um, so much so as soon as um, the travel corridor opened um, for this winter for Canaries, we've actually booked Tenerife. So my children um, are very, very excited but just before Christmas um, we are going to Tenerife and we're actually going to go to um, Porto de la Cruz um, up in the north so really excited about that and what's really great at the moment is there's amazing offers so you know like the free child place um, I love a free child place and um, <laughs> I never know which child is free but the fact that I'm not paying for one of them is um, a huge um, bonus and you know the thought of wearing masks I think it's becoming so the norm now that we're just used to it so it's no big deal you know to wear the mask on the flight to wear the mask if it means that you are protecting others and you can have an amazing holiday then that's brilliant you don't wear it in the swimming pool you don't wear it you know while you're eating and stuff so um but yes cool i don't know about you jules but i'm getting a little bit jealous of all these people going off traveling while we're stuck here in the office i don't know why i've got another tab open here because uh, i'm already half booked <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say we've done exactly the same as Lisa. Once the restrictions were um, released, we've booked and we're going to Santa Ventura in December. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. And like you say, the flights that we've done, there were no problems. The masks, four and a half hours, four hours is quite a reasonable time um, to travel um, like that. And I think for me, one of the great things is that we know that these resorts are probably going to be a little bit quieter than they normally would be. So this is a perfect time to travel because, you know, you get all the great sunshine, all the great benefits and a little bit quieter than it would be and some incredible deals. So, you know, I'd be making the most of this right now if I could. Yeah, I think that's what we found in the summer that we enjoyed the most. We went to like a mega water park and it was like we had the place to ourselves. It was fantastic. So I'm hoping that we that have that experience again. Jules? Yeah, I think we all need something to look forward to. This year has been a real pain. And uh, I know myself as well. I want to treat my kids and, and give them a bit of freedom and, and give them a bit of something to look forward to because they've not had the best times either. So, yes, just getting together. We can't get together in my sister's house, but we're quite happy to all fly off to Tenerife. So that, that works out great. <laughs> but of course, we only condone good social distancing. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I think the thing for me with the Canaries as well is they they couldn't have picked a better range of islands to open up because there really is something for everybody and 
something for every budget and every style of holiday as well, because I've been to Lanzarote uh, and stayed in South Catering, and I've also done top-end five-star hotels as well. And I know you can do the, exactly the same on each of the islands. So you really do have something for everybody with almost guaranteed sunshine throughout the winter. So it's arguably the best destinations in the world. Lucy? Just something that might be worth um, mentioning is in some of the beautiful resorts in the Canaries, they also have standalone villas like within the hotel. So if you're not feeling, if you're a little bit cautious because of the current circumstances, just book one of the villas and then you have a home from home, but you get to enjoy all the facilities at the resort as well. Brilliant. I think one of the things which uh, I've heard mentioned from a number of people um, lately is some people are worried about traveling because um, maybe they, they're used to doing all-inclusive holidays and a bit worried about the sort of the concept of mixing and mingling because some of the resorts are quite big and you know, the all-inclusive buffets they're a bit worried about. But um, I think all the hoteliers that we've seen have really worked hard to improve um, standards to fit in with sort of this new world of COVID. So a lot of the hotels now are offering all-inclusive but table service, aren't they? So I don't know if any of have had experience of that or seen that uh, in place, Liam? So when we were in um, Lanzarote, uh, we had half board. So it was still buffet for breakfast and for dinner, but they had done it in such a way that you, they were completely social distancing the whole thing. So it was masks when you went up to the buffet counter. Um, the chef was plating it all up for you. So you said what you wanted. He plated it all up to you and then gave you your plate. So you had the best of both worlds, really. And um, it, it felt really, really safe and well done. Fantastic, Sue. Yeah, I was going to say that's exactly the same as it was when we were in Gran Canaria early. Yeah, they had people behind all the different stations. You said what you wanted to eat and they... Um, dished it up for you so that you know there weren't lots of people handling the plates or anything like that can you still go up for seconds though Sue? oh yes it's all inclusive you can do that or thirds or fourths <laughs> fantastic so um i guess now we've got to decide which one we would go to now, I'm a massive, massive fan of Lanzarote. If you didn't know, I would go back multiple times per year, given the choice to have a villa over there as well. Um, I even proposed to my wife in Lanzarote. Uh, that's how great it is. Um, it's an amazing place, but I have a dilemma now because listening to everybody, they all sounded fantastic, but I am slightly swayed uh, by Gillian Lucy and Tenerife right now. <laughs> So I have been to Tenerife, but uh, you did paint an amazing picture, um, but they're all <laughs> fantastic. Um, Lisa, which one would you go to next? Or you, well, you're I'm actually going. going. To, what am I asking? I you? am. <laughs> I'm going to uh, Tenerife. So, uh, yeah, I, I think um, I'm still, you know, wowed by the beaches. I'm going to be, it's going to be interesting to go back to Tenerife now as a family and see another side of it. And I'm going to be, although we're staying up in the north for the black beaches, which I think my children will be really fascinated by. Um, we've got a car hire. So we will be going down to the south to see the beaches down there as well. So I have to see how they compare. Brilliant. Jules, where would you go to next? I think you've really sold me on the um, on Gran Canaria. All, that, all these fun things to do with the family, all the boat trips, that the cowboy theme park. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that's where I'm. That's where my tab's open to anyway. So just put me deposit down and I'll be off. Lucy, where are you going to go? Yeah, Lucy. 
I'm sorry, I'm losing connection. Um, I think I, I'd love to try Fuerteventura uh, because I'm a real beach girl. Um, so, you know, Lisa and, and Sue said that Fuerteventura, the beaches were gorgeous. Um, so, yeah, I think that will be next on my list. Brilliant. Yeah. Sue? Well, I've got um, Fuerteventura booked for December and that will be the fourth island I've been to. So I'm quite looking forward to that to compare it to the other three. Fantastic. Liam? I feel I'd like to go to Future Ventura. We were talking about it when we were over in Lanzarote. We never got the chance to go down in the car. We weren't there long enough. So that's where we'd like to go next. My wife's a big beach fan anyway, so I think that'll be the one for us. Amazing stuff. And Jilly? Oh, Tenerife for sure. But what I would do is maybe 10 days and do five in the north and five in the south. Do a bit of hiking, as I said. Um, a bit of a bit of sort of spa as well, and then get down and a bit of serious sunbathing on those beaches and swimming in the in the sea down in the south. So yeah, the perfect combo. And as Lisa said, hire a car because you can uh, you know it's not it's a small island or relatively small, so you, you know nowhere is too far. So yeah, best of both worlds. Brilliant. So there we go. Pretty split. Um, Lanzarote didn't get a big enough review there for, for my liking or looking. So maybe I'll, I'll change my vote and go back to Lanzarote. But um, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. You will not have a bad holiday if you go to any of the Grand, uh, any of the, the uh, Canary Islands, I should say. Um, but uh, weather will be fantastic. It's a short plane journey. It's uh, really easy to get to. So many options from regional airports all across the UK. And the great thing right now is um, that you can go. So that's a big bonus. But um, the prices are absolutely fantastic. And it's the best time of year to be going. So get yourself something booked now. Make the most of it. And maybe head back again for a second visit. Choose another island in a few months' time or a few weeks' time even. That would be my choice. Um, okay thanks everyone for joining us today we will be back in the near future to talk about the islands in more detail but this was a great overview so thanks everyone for being a part of it today thank you you. brilliant and if you like this and uh, you'd like to hear about more destinations do check out the travel podcast you can find it on our website and download any of the episodes uh, that you'll find there thank you all and speak soon